Hey, Dogger Nation. We are back with another podcast, and today we have, again, Barbara, our foster coordinator. Hello. Jill, our adoption coordinator. Hello. Dina, our medical coordinator. Hello. And Dana, our medical coordinator. Hey. So today we're going to talk about decompression. That is a hot topic, and it has got a lot of information. So, um... First and foremost, what is decompression? When we say that in dogger lingo, what is that? <sighs> and also decompression versus quarantine too. Yeah, and, and we're definitely going to hit upon those yeah. things because it's a it's very confusing to some. Mm-hmm. So decompression, like think about it with people. Like when we talk about this, I want you to think about dogs and people because they're pretty much the same. So think about when you go into a new surrounding or you go on vacation to a new place. How do you feel? Do you know, like when you go to a place and I say, let's go, let's go here and you've never been there before. How do you feel? It can be overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah. Scary. Overstimulating. Mm-hmm. We don't know where we are. So we don't know these people. Mm-hmm. So excited, you don't know what you want to do first and then you just end up being a little wild. You're just yeah, anxiety like, oh, I want to see everything pretty. Um, I, I use this um, as, you know, many of you know I'm a teacher too. So when I go in, I say to my teachers like, just imagine when you go into a room and your husband says, hey, come to the office party, but I'm running late and you have to enter that room and don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're all like, I can see we're all uncomfortable with that, right? So think about it, okay? We bring a dog into the rescue, right? Let me just give you his journey or her journey. Maybe they're, let's say they're at the shelter. Shelter is what? Loud, overwhelming, barking, aggressive dogs, a lot of, you know, people coming in. South Texas, a lot of those dogs don't get out. They're spraying those kennels while the dogs are in there. Um, now, let's just say South Texas. They get on a 10-hour transport. Mm-hmm. They're in that in that van for 10 hours. Barking. Barking, like small. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's good conditions, but still, I mean, just imagine sitting in the car for 10 hours and getting out what you're going to be like, right? And they could have been abused. They could have been neglected. Coming from the streets, maybe Mm -hmm. kids or people Mm -hmm. threw rocks or sticks Mm -hmm. at them. You know, they had to fight for every morsel of food they got or scrimmage. So so when we say decompression, it's it's really just that. It's like us going to get a massage, right? We take a moment and just chill out. Mm -hmm. Us going to the happy hour after a long day at work and just decompressing and taking a moment same thing for our dogs they need that they need that moment of whoa what just happened so i want to point out though that decompression yes it's for the foster dog that you're bringing into your home but it's also a time period for your resident dogs to get used to the idea that there's going to be a new dog in your Mm -hmm. home it's it's really for everyone involved and it can look different in different homes Typically, it's around 14 days or a couple of weeks. That said, some dogs may need a longer decompression time. Um, Sometimes puppies don't need as much decompression time, Mm -hmm. but that's where quarantine comes in. You always have to remember that we want to quarantine for at least 14 days. Why are we quarantined? Um, To help prevent any diseases like parvo getting into your yard. We do not know what dogs or puppies have been exposed to in the shelter Mm -hmm. or on the streets. So we want to quarantine them in an easy to clean area of your home so that if they break with one of these diseases, you can sanitize and not have ruined your yard. Parvo can live in a yard for up to a year. 
sometimes longer. I mean, you said something earlier about shelters. Adult dogs, what do they come? I mean, pretty much what can we say guarantee is going to come into your home when you get a shelter dog? Worms. Size worms. Upper respiratory. Upper respiratory. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much a guarantee you're going to get kennel cough. Mm -hmm. So keeping the dog separate from your dogs protects your dogs from getting the kennel cough. Making sure that you're washing hands in between handling the dogs. Mm -hmm. Or if the dog does have an upper respiratory, throwing on an old shirt Mm -hmm. or something that you leave in that room where you're keeping your dog, foster dog for decompression. Um, so that you're not bringing it out into your home with your dog. So back to decompression, because we're going to definitely cover quarantine for sure. For sure. But decompression, what might that look like? Like, what might decompression look like? And it looks like different in everybody's home. Some people have a room with a baby gate. So in my home, we don't have a separate place to keep a dog. We used to, and then we adopted a dog that doesn't like dogs. So now that's her space. Um, so in my home, if we've had adult dogs, which we kept Serenity for mm-hmm. a brief time, and we used this with her, um, and then when we had Molly, who we had for over a year, we did the same thing. I will use baby gates, and I will gate off my um, eat-in kitchen area. And initially I will put sheets up so that my dogs and the foster dog cannot see each other Mm -hmm. but they can smell each other if it's a dog that might be one to jump up to try to look over I'll actually run two baby gates two play pins basically Mm -hmm. so that there's like a gap so again we can't get nose to nose Mm -hmm. until we're ready for introductions and we just have it gated off so we can walk through and stuff so just curious, why do you think that's important? Like, why can't you just put them together? Like, well, over time I've learned that my resident dogs, they need some time to get used to the idea of a new dog right. and to trust that they're going to be okay. And mm-hmm. and that's true even with puppies. My dogs want time to get used to the idea of having a puppy in the house. They don't want to just be thrown in and the puppy jump right in their face. Yeah. That They'll correct the puppy. And I don't want the puppy to feel like it's that big dogs are scary so i want to take things very slow and i've had to learn that for my home it's going to be at least two weeks if not longer Mm -hmm. um when we had molly blue who we had for over a year i could walk her with my female dog or walk her with my male dogs but i never got them to the point that they could just be out in the house together they they could see each other through the gates but They just, Molly was a dog that liked other dogs who stayed in their space. She didn't want to share space. And so if they could handle that, she was good with that. But if they were a puppy that was going to come up, that, that, she just didn't like that. So you brought up a good point there. We look at so many situations of dogs coming into the home. um, And like Dana, for you, for example, you have, I think, what, five littles? Right? Is it five? Gonna shame me on the podcast? I am. <laughs> I, am. I am. I now Quarter. now I, mean, I have. <laughs> now I have five. Five. Yeah, but five. Okay, and they're all different. I've been over your house. They're all different temperaments, right? They're like, all jerks, but yeah, <laughs> but they're levels. they've got their quirks, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so you know, I'll call you for those scared dogs. Give mm-hmm. a little test because that's kind of your your gift. So when you bring the dog in, though, does every dog react the same in your house to a dog like dana i mean dana mentioned it earlier do they all act the same because i know in my house they don't not (laughs) even a little bit um the 
I have a mama dog who really wants to take care of everybody. I've got a jerk dog who retreats into my arms and wants to be. Then I've got Watson who wants to be the boss. And mm-hmm. So I have to set everybody up in the back bathroom, and then I start using um, for just so that they have their space, too, because I take scared dogs a lot. Um, so they have their space back with a hard door between it, and then I put a baby gate between that. And then I move that baby gate farther down the hallway over time so they have time to do that. And oftentimes when they get out of that, I'm still spending some time decompressing, ignoring, that kind of thing, keeping them separate. I want to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm throwing baby gates. Did you know Dallas Dogger has a ton of baby gates in yeah. storage for available for fosters to use? I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to also point out that even though I had this area set up with these puppy pins, for my foster dogs. Anytime we were not in our home, yeah. we oh, would yeah. rate the dogs. I was gonna ask because you. we cannot trust that they won't go through the puppy pins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the crate is the only way to ensure everybody in the home is safe. Yeah, so absolutely. just to hit on a few, because we covered it a lot, so I wanna just kind of recap a little bit. So I think remembering that, um, and then Barbara, I have a couple questions for you too, because it's something that comes up often with our fosters. So just to recap a little bit, should and this is just i want everybody's opinion should a dog a foster dog ever be left unattended with a resident dog absolutely no. No. no never never um a dog when you get a dog even through decompression is you may think i'm gonna use an example the other day we got a dog that came in i immediately went on facebook she didn't have the dog 15 minutes and they are all in the backyard playing do you know what that does to the core team everyone i just want you to know that we immediately get together and we are like, oh God, oh God, oh God, I hope this goes really well. Because I want you to, I, I want to state something and recap what's really important about decompression is we don't really know the full dog and the dog isn't going to come out. They say it can take up to three weeks before you truly see the dog's personality. It's just like, again, I'm going to go back to people. When you go into a party, you're awkward for a period of time. Now we're going to shorten that because the party isn't going to last three weeks. But as that party increases, what do you do? You start scoping the room for, mm-hmm. I call them the talkers. Like there's a group of yeah. people, you might linger to those people because they're like, oh, I can stand there and maybe they'll invite me in. Mm-hmm. Or you might be the retreater that goes to the corner and hides. Dogs are the same way. It takes them a while to figure it out. It takes them a while to figure out that pecking order, where they fit, mm-hmm. who's the weaker, who's not. So they're scoping out the situation. They're doing way more than you even know. Well, we're also looking for, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and each situation is going to be different because your dogs are going to react differently to different foster dogs. Mm -hmm. And so even though your dogs were great with the foster dog you had last month, that does not mean they're going to be great with this Mm -hmm. new dog coming in. Well, and that, hold on one second, and then I will, that dog that I was talking about earlier, that dog was immediately put out there. The next morning or the next afternoon, I get a text from that foster that said, I'm going to have to move him because today, well, right, and this is what I want to talk to you a little bit about more because today her dogs are not tolerating him as much. Well, I said, let's go through the checklist a little bit. Like is, is, um, do you have males or females? Because this dog is not neutered. So they're seeing that testosterone come off that dog. It's in his house. It's all great initially, but it's just like us. When we meet somebody, maybe there's things that we don't really like about it. The other important thing about that decompression time period is that you as the the person in charge is setting boundaries. 
I hear a lot of times people don't want to put dogs in crates because it's mean and they've been in the shelter. Putting a dog in a crate says this is your safe place. This is the place where these are your bones to chew on. This is your Kong to chew on. Sometimes it's even best to feed the dogs in their crate because then there's no resource. No, you don't have to guard the resource. And we never let dogs go into another dog's Mm -hmm. crate. Nope. This is your safe place. So think about it. I'm going to go back to people because that's what I do. As a behaviorist, I'm going to go back and analyze people. Think about it. You have a three-year-old, a five-year-old. We've all been there, right? Like, we've all been there. Jill, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Barbara, you've had kids. You've gone and worked with mm-hmm. your nieces and nephews, all of those. Or just even just a bad day at Dogger, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I need to decompress. Mm-hmm. Do you stay where it's really highly stimulated? Mm-hmm. No. You right. find your safe place. Where might that be? might be taking a bath. It might be in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. It might be going out to your pool. It's somewhere that maybe I get in the car and just drive because I need five minutes of quiet. Dogs do that. It's okay. Like I often hear, I don't want to put them in a crate, you know. It's 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 stabilizing to the dog sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not about your feelings, and we have to separate our emotional feelings when it comes to decompression. We often feel bad for this dog, so we put our emotions onto yes. that dog. So some people, sorry. No, you're fine. Some people need a real visual for that. So like... Like at my house then, I'm going to have that dog in a crate to have quiet time, an hour or two hours at at a time. If we're out, it might be longer. Then I'm gonna come home or come back into that area. I'm gonna put the dog on a leash leash and harness. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take the dog out to go potty. I'm gonna give the dog some attention, but again, during this decompression time, it's about letting them wind down and understand that I'm gonna be the person in charge and then I'm gonna put them back in their area. Again, they're, they're not in a crate with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's important to have bones and yes. those types of things, which again, Dallas Dogger does supply to fosters. Yes. Licky mats are calming, um, things like that. We have lots of but enrichment stuff. But I'm going stuff. to give them time, mm-hmm. and like, maybe I will put my dogs out and let the foster dog come into the kitchen a little bit, but then they're gonna go back in their place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them potty breaks, I'm going to give them meal breaks, and I'm going to give them short amounts of attention yeah. for that first couple of weeks as I learn what they're like and they learn what we're like. Well, then I, we would go so into Barbara, introductions and with I, I, dogs. But short amounts of attention if they tolerate it. What I hear a lot from people is, it's so mean. You're putting them no, in a crate, it's so mean. You're ignoring him, it's so mean. I'll tell you right now, every scared dog in my house gets no attention from me unless they seek it out. Um, mm-hmm. For the first little while, it's not because it's me. There's all this. Everyone talks about love languages, and you know, it's not the dog's love language is giving them time and space to let you know what they want. Um, If you pick that dog up and squeeze it and love on it because that's how you feel loved, right? It may not like it. It may not like. If I was upset, if some random that you're safe. Yeah, if I was upset on the street, some random stranger came up and hugged me. I would not feel safe. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I hear this a lot. Well, I had them separated with the gate. So-and-so, whether the foster dog got breached the gate or the other dog got breached the crate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. It happens. But they were fine. No, you know, my dog's friendly. The dog, other dog is friendly. So now I just let them, I just let them be. We heard immediately. So, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, Barbara. Because, again, it comes down to fostering. What are we here for? We're here to make that, um, make it successful. Mm-hmm. So I'll often say, um, 
I'm gonna touch it. We're gonna, you know, again, we'll do a whole area on this, but <laughs> so labeling and Ugh. so much right. to talk about. Yeah, it's so yeah. much information, and we learn new information every mm -hmm. day. But like labeling, and I hate to say it, but like, okay, I'm gonna go back to people again. You walk into a room and you trip. You you think you think you're gonna be the talk of the night, mm -hmm. or you come in with an outfit that maybe doesn't fit the party, right? And you know everybody's gonna be talking about you. Again, no different with dogs. Decided to help a shelter that was gonna euthanize some large dogs. Large dogs are difficult, right? Very mm -hmm. difficult to place. They so, tend to come to us with no manners, which means they don't know how to walk on right. a leash, mm -hmm. they jump up on you, mm -hmm. they are mouthy or they take, take treats roughly. Mm -hmm. That's not aggression. Those are things they need to learn not to do. Right. right. So, this is, you know, this is a tough conversation we're about to have, and um, and it's not calling fosters out. It's it's no. not. It, it's about. I want you to understand. This is really for you to understand our perspective and how we've difficult all made it these is. Mistakes too. So, we just rescued. Let's just say, it, I think it's approximately seven big dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, we see them come in and we we go over decompression and how important it is. I know you send a letter. Tell mm -hmm. tell me about the letter you send out. It just, you know, thanks them for fostering, um, that they're saving a life, um, and he, here are some do's and don'ts and, you know, things like that. Um, and decompression is it's essential. So it has the decompression yes. guidelines on it. If you have small children, should the small children be with the foster dogs? No. That well, decompression is not followed, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're in quite a pickle right now because we have... I mean, it's, it's a little upsetting, actually, because in the last three days, Barbara and I have been talking, and I'm not saying that decompression isn't, we think that we have it, but, and the dog changes, but we have three or four big dogs mm -hmm. going to boarding. Yes. Why? Just uh, protocols weren't followed, or, you know, Sometimes the dog might be alone. too much, yeah. but... And are there times that, oh, they breached the baby gate and everybody's Absolutely. in harmony? Uh, yeah. I mean, do things happen? Sure. Mm -hmm. Do they get along and they're not? Is it not a match? But it's really important that that decompression is followed. And that mm -hmm. means for two weeks, they're not nose to nose. Mm -mm. Um, if they're outside and you have two people, can you have two people holding them on leashes in the yard? Absolutely. Can they walk see each other? Slowly. Can you walk them parallel? Sure. Can you... Um, Feed them together? Absolutely no, not. not. Um, Can you have toys and bones down together? No. no. So it's setting up a scenario for success. Yeah. It's putting it out there. Is it listening to the dog cry a little bit? Maybe. Maybe crate training is involved. Is there some separation? Sure. This is kind of where we know. After the two weeks, we can start to look at maybe there's a better foster for it, vice versa. And I would also add, don't give up on the dog. Mm. If something does occur, then they have to go decompress more or we get our trainers involved. I just, it's so upsetting when, I, you know, up, oh, just got to move. And then they wind up in boarding. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so just remember, you know. We're here to answer questions on decompression. It does look different in every home. It, yes, and every dog and every situation. Just please reach out and be open. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for tuning in for decompression.